1: I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. Where did we go? Days when the rains came. Down in the hollow. Playing a new game.
0: Laughing and running, hey, hey. Skipping and jumping. In the misty morning fog with all a heart felt thumping in you.
2: And I'm on. This is Doctor Bill, your radio MD. How are you guys this morning?
3: Morning, Doc. How are you?
2: How are you? Good, buddy. What's Tuesday
3: cooking? Oh, we're just uh, you know sitting around waiting to see what words of wisdom you have for all of us today. <laughs>
2: Hey, I am Doctor Billy Radio, MD, and uh, by the way, I'm I'm on my cell phone today doing a remote from downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. The wife and I had a little romantic getaway. They were sealing the uh, the road on in our complex here, you know, with that tarry stuff, that oil. Sure. And so we we grabbed a, a two nights uh, downtown at the at the Hilton Hotel, not the hotel it used to be, by the way, but we had a good time and had a couple of dinners out spent a little time snuggling and reestablishing our relationship, so to speak, during this busy season of COVID. So did you hear about the new vaccine, Novavax?
3: I have not heard about that one. The last one I heard about was uh, everybody's talking about the Johnson & Johnson, of course, but I have not heard about this one.
2: This is uh, the actual tail, uh, the, the actual spike protein. And they've attached it to a saponin uh, molecule that sort of helps stimulate the immune system a little bit more, kind of gives it a nudge. So this is the actual spike protein, just the spike protein, and that is injected uh, after it's mixed up with certain different uh, formulas so that it stays in the bloodstream. And that stimulates the immune system. So that's the next big one for now. And it seems to work very, very well. Uh, We'll have to see. So far, it looks like it has the highest uh, uh, immunogenicity of any of them. It, it stimulates the immune system better than any of them so far.
3: Does this have to be kept now, at like you, 150 below zero, or is it a, more of a user-friendly one? No, I think it's just a refrigerator. Yeah. This is a friendly one. Yeah, a
2: refrigerator one. And I see where AstraZeneca is getting, uh, getting in some hot water over in Europe. uh the that effects. So, I don't know if Johnson & Johnson is going to follow suit or if their formula is a little bit different. They're both the live attenuated adenoviruses. We'll see what happens. Should be interesting. I'm hearing all kinds of crazy stuff out there, though. You know, people have all these weird ideas about this virus and about how to prevent it and what to take and what not to take and whether or not the the vaccines are safe. And One guy said, should I get the the Johnson & Johnson or the AstraZeneca or the or the Moderna or the Pfizer. Well, I said the first one that comes down the pipe, but <laughs> in your arm. Gets some... them. And remember, when they say that the Johnson and Johnson is only sixty-five percent effective in preventing the virus, that means that thirty-five percent of the people have a chance of getting the virus, but none of those people have been hospitalized or have died from it. So it's it's still better than you know
3: than nothing.
2: nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and here's the thing, Ken. I mean, if you get a mouth case of the virus, that's like your second dose of vaccine because that stimulates your immune system more.
3: Oh, I so saw if you have so, the So you if you have the Johnson Johnson and you get COVID-19. It's like getting a second shot. Than you'll than just. All right, right.
2: Yeah.
3: OK. Excellent. That, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So I don't think people need to be scared or worried. I heard that they were. Uh the theme is doing a, a big to do over at the Tampa Down Tampa dog uh track, the Greyhound track over in Tampa. That's true, yes 275. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I think if you if you just head over there you can probably if you go early or late, I think it's seven to seven, you can probably get a dose, you know. And we also have those forms that we can sign for you that uh say that you're eligible because you have some medical condition like asthma or high blood pressure or diabetes or your body mass index is over thirty five, which means you're obese. So that's a that's another opportunity for people. And I guess the governor's gonna release more vaccine and we should be getting some. I thought we'd get some by the twenty first, but it sounds like it's gonna be closer to the end of the month.
3: Uh for your office visits, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well that's more convenient will- for a lot of folks, yeah.
2: Yeah, and some of my patients are waiting because they don't want to go and stand in line with a bunch of people uh, because they don't know how that will affect them. I don't think that it's going to be a big deal, but I understand a lot of my patients are older and they're disabled and have chronic problems, and you know it's, it's tough for them to get out. When you get into your 80s and 90s, it's kind of hard to get out and stand in line for two hours. Yeah, well, I'm one of your patients, so
3: I'll take it anytime time you call, Doc.
2: You got it, man. I'm all over it. So, what'd you think about this budget bill? I'm I'm looking at where uh, the money went. uh, So, it's education and labor is 220 billion. uh, Energy and commerce, 111 billion. Financial services, 76 billion. Only half of that will be outlaid. Oversight and reform, 350 billion. I'm not sure what oversight and reform is, but. It doesn't sound good for me.
3: <laughs> I saw a headline the other day said pork is back. So, <laughs> <laughs> the other white meat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just and filled then, with all kinds of stuff, non-COVID
2: items. Okay. So here's the entitled line, Ways and Means Committee. Uh, the estimated budget authority is six hundred and sixty billion dollars. And so, uh, a big chunk of that is going to ways and means. And I think ways and means is, is, uh, are the, uh, uh, social programs, the entitlement programs, Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare, all those. So that's being beefed up, but not Medicare. Medicare, they're, they're, we're taking a hit on Medicare so they can beef up Obamacare. So all those old people who voted for Biden you get what you pay for bud you get what you pay for
3: did not he promise to shore up medicare he was going to shore up everything during the election but they all do you know no yeah
2: well i mean trump actually did a lot of what he said he was going to do and obama actually did a lot of what he said he was going to do i mean obama said i'm going to take money out of medicare and put it into obamacare i mean he made that perfectly clear what he was running he said Remember he said, Oh, don't be so you know, don't be so mean spirited people and help those who don't have health insurance. Remember that?
3: Yeah. 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 But we'll just take it from the seniors. So, okay. That's a good move. Take it from yeah. the seniors. Hell, we don't need it. <laughs> we're just, we're they, they've, been here, anyway. they've been here long enough. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's time to get some new blood in here.
3: <laughs>
2: so have you read this newspaper, Asian Times?
3: I, you know, uh, I have. I have not read Asian it, Times yet. They,
2: they've got a lot of good articles that that cover different stories that we don't get in the United States because we're so focused on, uh, you know, who's getting what what percentage of the of the pork that's coming out of mm. the the capital. But uh, it's a good article. There's one here about the Iron Dome. Have you heard of that? The Iron Iron I R L N D O M E. The Iron Dome.
3: Again, this it's is new to me. Anti- what is this? This is a
2: this is an anti-missile system. It's for smaller missiles uh, that the Israelis developed. So it's, uh, it's meant to to take down incoming rockets that the Palestinians and, and the Iranian uh, oh, yeah. surrogate groups are firing at them. And it, it works very well. They've had it around since 2011. I guess they beefed it up. And the United States Army has not wanted to uh, use this or incorporate it I guess the main reason is that the Israelis won't get code the uh, algorithm. <laughs> like oh, really? The radar. Okay. So, well, I mean, this is the public. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. Probably,
3: probably behind probably the scenes. Or,
2: you know There might be something else going on, but uh, you remember there was a rocket attack this week on uh, a U.S. install rack, and so this again brought up the Iron Dome. Now we have our. Uh, anti-missile system, but it's for larger uh, missiles and cruise missiles. And I guess the question is, Is will this Iron Dome work on uh, cruise missiles, which are uh, capable of flying faster, I guess, and uh, they can come in from further distance at a, at a lower altitude and be harder to detect. So we have uh, some cruise missiles like that that are very hard for for the Russians and the Chinese to detect. But this apparently lifesaver, and I guess we lost one or two people in this attack last week in Iraq, one soldier and some civilian uh, contractors. So the Iron Dome could save U.S. soldier lives, but uh, we're not willing to use it or not to which extent. Now that may change, and apparently we're working on our own system but some of the problem with our, our military is that they are married to older uh, computing technology. And, you know, it changes so fast. Of course, it's it's not easy to go into uh, an F-2 or an F-35 and redo all of the computer. Um, uh, all the software, you know, yeah, the, sure. Yeah, and the hardware, too, because, you know, you've got faster Chips and and, uh, and and motherboards that are much beefier than they were even two years five years ago. So we've got a problem there in that the military they went from their own proprietary systems back in the nineteen eighties, their own computing systems that were uh, isolated from the of the of the world, so that they could do things in secret and develop things in secret, and they went to what they called uh, computers off-the-shelf, COTS, C-O-T-S, just like you and I use. So you'd, they'd go out and buy, you know, a thousand um, heavy-duty uh, IBM desktops or whatever and distribute those. And and so then you have to network because before they had, uh, you know, the dumb uh, workstations. You know what those are? You remember those? Vaguely. They would have a mainframe con- you'd have a mainframe computer and then you'd have a workstation and the workstation really didn't do anything. It was just uh, kind of a hyped up keyboard and, and uh, system to, to communicate with the mainframe and the mainframe did all the work and then sent the answers back to you. You'd send in the questions or whatever.
3: Yeah that's like seventies so, technology. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was all looped into one or two or several mainframe computers. And, but, but it was, A closed system, you know, there was no communication with the outside world. Uh, So now you have all these desktops that are interlinked, which is what Bill Gates saw coming down the pike. And he's the one that actually uh, pushed this and said, this is what's going to happen. You're not going to have a mainframe with a bunch of dumb workstations. You're going to have a whole bunch of smart, small computers all interconnected because of the coming Internet. And it came and here it is.
3: And so very now, hackable. It's all you know, very hackable too. So,
2: yeah, and that's the problem. It's very hackable. Plus, a lot of the components for computers are being built. Guess where? China. Yeah. So, <laughs> dependent on them, and and uh, you know, the, the, although we may still make the chips and write the code, uh, there are certainly opportunities in the CMOSes and the other not not the central processing units, but the peripheral chips that are in the motherboards that are made in China, to put code into that to get it back computers. And uh, so this is a big problem for the military. And if they don't do something about this and change it, then you know, we're extremely vulnerable. You can say, well, aren't other countries vulnerable too? I guess to a certain extent they are, but uh, you know we're the big we're the big boy on the block, or at least we used to be. I hope we stay that way. Looks like China's trying to overtake us as the big boy, and so I think that we're going to have to uh, make some changes in our and the way we approach our computing for, for our military. The other problem is that all these uh, security cameras,
3: video cameras everywhere. Yeah, right. You can't be outside anymore without being on video somewhere. Well, they've got them all over all the military bases, all over
2: the Pentagon. And so these things are so easy to hack because they're all interconnected. You know, they all go through the network. Uh, And so the the Chinese can hack into these easily because they make the CMOS chips for these things. And so guess what? They don't even have to hear what's going on. They can just see who's walking around, who's going to what meetings, and uh, what the movement is in the Pentagon, and which office is talking to which office, and they kind of can kind of surmise what the topics are and, and what's going on. And so, with their their NSA, so to speak, they can uh, they can figure out what the heck we're up to. <clears throat> That's not good,
3: Ken. No, it's called spying, Doc, and they're very good at it. And we're not good at preventing it. We never have been. I mean, going back to even the uh, development of the nuclear bomb, the Soviets had a guy sitting there helping develop it back in Los Angeles. Well, you know, part of the problem
2: is that uh, some of the just thought that for one side to have unilateral uh, atomic weapons. Would destabilize the world, and that uh, the United States would become a fascist state and take over. And got to remember, a lot of the scientists were from the Jewish side of the family, and so they, most of them were ultra liberals. Some of them were communists, and uh, so they they uh, they had sentiment that was perhaps not as conservative as the uh, government would have liked. But uh, they were feeding information. More than one scientist was feeding. To the Russians on this from the get go, keeping them in the loop. Hard to believe, but that's true. Yeah, I know. What i actually I think a guy named Hall moved to uh, moved to England after the war and was never apprehended or uh, was never, you know, brought to justice for Soviets or giving them or whatever
3: he did. What did Oppenheimer even accused of being a, a communist or at least a communist sympathizer? I guess before they gave well, him I the mean, program run. Well, I mean that was so run, common
2: yeah. with the Jewish side of the family. My aunt Tilly uh, and my uncle Willie, her husband, they were both carrying communists back in the thirties. You know, they were. He was a newsman. I think he worked for the New York Times or one of the newspapers up there in New Jersey, Newark, Newark Times. I think he worked for. And they were card-carrying communists. Uh, you know, that was very common in, in the Jewish community at that time. And uh, that liberal sentiment, you know, there's there's still a lot of the Jewish side of the family thinks that socialism is a good thing. <clears throat> and uh, they thought that communism was sort of the answer to that back in those days. But uh, if, as one rabbi said, if you had to say what the... What the uh, political, socio-political philosophy is of Judaism, but socialism, that's what it is. And if you, if you think about the first century Christians, which most people have no idea who they were and what they did, they were all socialists. You know, they they all believed everything should, should be shared equally and uh, you should take care of each other. And Of course, communism is a little bit different because then you've got a one-party system of a dictator at the top, and that's not quite the same, but you're getting close. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: yeah. But go back, to secrets. We've been, we haven't been very good at keeping military secrets for about the last sixty years, really. They, there, there always seems to be some sort of worm getting in somewhere, or somebody being bribed well, and giving up, you know, secrets to submarines and all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah, but you remember what what Mister Spock said on Star Trek? He
3: said
2: <laughs> well, military secrets are the most fleeting of all. Ah. Uh,
3: He's very wise, Mr. Spock. It's hard to uh it's hard to
2: keep those things quiet because human beings like to chat and uh you know there's emotions that are involved, there's jealousies, there's fear, there's uh Greed, uh, desire, there's greed, there's um, I think of all of the of the seven deadly sins, they're all involved. Sex, money, food, drugs, whatever. And, uh, you know, one one FBI guy that got caught back in the 80s, he just did it for cash. That's all he cared about. <clears throat> yeah, That's, money's not worth going for called a traitor. It's
3: called a traitor. You call it a traitor. You put them up against the wall and you know what to do.
2: Yeah, we don't shoot them anymore. Those days are gone. We lock them up forever. Yeah, okay, well,
3: either way, catch them before they do it.
2: Yeah, and there was—I uh, don't know if you remember—back in the '90s, there were a Jewish uh, family, both two, the father and the son were in the Navy, and they were spying for the Israelis.
3: Yeah, that's right, they were. yes.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I would thought we would just give the Israelis just about anything they wanted, but uh, I guess the Israelis were trying to make sure that they were getting as much as deserved or thought they deserved. Yeah, they
3: were kind of embarrassed <laughs> at the time when they when it all came out. So. Excuse me. They thought we were so, – you know, you don't spy on friends, I guess, but I think everybody really spies on everybody else no matter what.
2: Well, yeah. I got my I got my binoculars set up so I can look over
3: at my neighbors <laughs> and see what the hell they're talking That's around. not spying, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Is that illegal? I think it might be. You might want to point those binoculars up Check at the moon that. or something or up at the stars.
2: Have our lawyer check on we'll, that. We'll get back time. to you
3: <laughs> on that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd better, we better call
2: into the Pentagon and see if that's legitimate or not. <laughs> so at any rate, you got all these uh, people spying on each other, and, and you know, somebody's mad at, at, at the communist regime, so they spy on them. And, of course, over there, if they get caught, it's not quite the same as over here. <laughs> they will get put up against the wall. And guess what? They have to pay for the bullets.
3: <laughs> I didn't know that. How cruel.
2: <laughs> I was talking with uh, our tour guide. We we hired a guy to lead us around when we were in, in Xi'an, which is the old ancient capital. It was at the end of the Silk Road. It's in uh, north-central China, uh, about 100, 150 miles south of the Gobi Desert. And so the Silk Road ended there, and that was the first capital that of a unified China. Around 2,500 years ago, Uh, one of the emperors finally conquered all of the other little provinces. They call them provinces, states, if you will, and united them. And so we were talking. A very nice city. Oh, my gosh. Very, you know, really neat little city. Well, not little, but a neat city and a lot of uh, history there. Uh, That's where the terracotta soldiers are, right outside of town there. You know what they are. Oh, yeah.
3: Very famous. Sure.
2: And, uh, so we went and saw that and, and I said, you know, everybody seems so well behaved here. I don't see any crime. There's hardly any police on the street. I said, well, what's going on? I said, we're all scared to death. Going <laughs> to our prisons. <laughs> said, they're ter- They're horrible. <laughs> so everybody behaves because hey, they're scared. It works. It works. Yeah. It, it, of course he uh, sacrificed some individual freedom. Uh, now he was, uh, he was a quiet Christian, I believe, and a uh, fairly smart guy. We talked about all kinds of things, including Mao and our views on Mao. And he said, you know, Mao was a great military leader, but he didn't know how to manage a rural, you know, country. It was starving at the end of, of the nineteen fifties, and Mao was about ready to be dumped. But you know, I guess he held on somehow. So, at any rate. That's the way the Chinese look at the world. Uh, They've been under martial law, I think, for thousands and thousands of years. So the Iron Dome, my friend, is not being utilized by our uh, military, and our cybersecurity is failing. And the cure is to uh, reinstitute our own in-house closed systems that... uh, are not connected directly to the internet and are not made by guess who the chinese. So
3: I was do I do was that? reading an article a little, uh, not too long ago I was reading an article about our ICBMs intercontinental ballistic missiles and they were thinking about updating the uh, software for all of that. They did a study because they're still using actually you may not believe this doc but they're using huge floppy disks still to run these things. Oh, oh yeah. And, oh, I believe it. And and they, and they, and the, and the the outcome of the study was don't change a thing because if you put it on a network, it's going to get hacked. Just continue to use your floppy disk as long as it's only if it's working okay.
2: So you're well, right. Gotta we got to close the network. Yeah. we got to close the network. And, uh, you know, HCA, the company that owns uh, St. Petersburg General, that's the largest hospital corporation in, in the United States, probably the world, <clears throat> since private hospital or corporate hospital corporations aren't popular. Outside, very popular outside states. So at any rate, they're still using a DOS-based system for our medical records. Can you believe that? DOS.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no one's really going to hack you, though, Doc. No one's going to hack you on DOS. So
2: they got it so secure. I mean, you, it takes you two minutes just to boot up from home <laughs> uh, because of all the security and hand shaking and all that. Well, that's good. And oh my God, the
3: yeah, more, yeah it's the more the better.
2: Of course, it makes for an archaic system for the doctors and the nurses and takes us more time than, than I think we should be spending on medical charts. But that's the way it is. And, of course, some of that may be subjective, too. You know, like when you're working on a computer, two or three seconds seems like
3: an eternity. I know. It's because, like waiting for food to cook in the microwave. Come on. Let's go. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <in> 30 <laughs> seconds. Come on. <laughs> 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 speaking of eating and taking a break, Doc, speaking of eating and taking a break, why don't we do that?
2: All right, man. I'll be back after the halftime. I'm Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and Ken and I are doing our thing.
1: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Afghanistan's interior minister says Afghan troops can hold their ground even if U.S. soldiers withdraw, challenging a Biden administration warning predicting a withdrawal would yield quick territorial gains to the Taliban. Massoud Andabari's comments in an interview yesterday with the AP are the first government reaction to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken's warning issued last weekend. Police in Miami Beach kicked off a busy spring break weekend by shooting pepper balls in order to disperse a crowd that had gathered around officers making an arrest. Two officers were injured and wound up in the hospital. And police in Portland, Oregon say they found a crowbar, hammers, bear spray, and firearms after they corralled a group of about 100 left-wing protesters. Police say the protesters had to be surrounded and held for about 15 minutes. This is SRN News.
0: when it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number. Prior to the visit, co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and strike. All right, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411.
1: Optima Tax Relief. Some
0: restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The future is scary. Machines are taking more and more jobs. Self-checkout. Cars are driving themselves. What happened to people? Luckily, there are machines that depend on good old-fashioned human hands. At National Aviation Academy,
3: you can learn to work on and maintain aircraft in as little as 14 months. Call 800-659-2080 or visit wingmenwanted.com. The future
0: is scary, but machines won't be prying this career away from you. Visit wingmenwanted.com. For more information about our statistics, visit naa.edu slash success. AM 860, The Answer. Online at theanswertampa.com. Radio.com. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast.
1: Plenty of sunshine for today with a high of 82. Clear skies tonight with a low 63. Partly sunny tomorrow with a high of 82. Clear to partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low 66. Tuesday periods of clouds and sunshine with a high of 81. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860 The Answer. Days when the rains came, down in the hollow,
0: playing a new game, laughing and running, hey, hey, skipping and jumping, in the misty morning fog with. A hearts have felt better
2: you, a brown-eyed girl. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Welcome to the girl. show. If you're joining us after the halftime, Ken and I are putting on a great show today. I think, I'd of course, self-praise is no recommendation, Ken. But,
3: no, anytime uh, we're talking about good. things blowing up and spying, it's cool. I uh, know. I love that.
2: Oh, I got to tell you, this is even cooler, man. Uh, this is out of the uh, Asian Times newspaper. Uh, so the U.S. Army's laser machine gun can vaporize targets. So we've got laser uh, uh, equipment that can uh, heat up tanks or small vehicles and, or disrupt their, their optics or their uh, communication systems. But now we're working on a tactical ultra-short pulsed laser for Army platforms I guess the Navy's already trying this out. It's a UPSL, uh, ultra-pulse, ultra-short-pulsed laser. So, what happens is that with the traditional lasers, it was sort of a continued uh, uh, beam that would go until you heated something up and and destroyed it or put a hole in it or whatever. But now, this is just a super, instead of watts, it's gigawatts of power, and it's just one shot. So, it's like a shotgun, you know, it just. and uh, this can vaporize metal.
3: This is very this is very Star Wars. I like this. I'm this gl- is
2: this is Star Wars. Yeah. It's right out of Star Wars. It's right out of uh right out of Ronald Reagan's brain. Remember the strategic defense Absolutely,
3: initiative?
2: yes. <laughs> so this is this is pretty cool. I mean I didn't think we'd get here but apparently we have these now. They're they're in testing and uh it looks uh it, it looks like it looks like a, a big camera lens uh, but of course it's not. It's it's a laser gun and it's got you know, radar attached to it so it can track its target and it's on a platform. It's got visual and it's got the whole thing so you can get the feedback. I imagine and for those of you who don't know,
3: go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'd imagine the uh the laser shot is about a tenth, maybe less, the cost of a missile that you would have to send out to tear that to take that thing down, whatever it is you're shooting at got to be cheaper well, per shot I
2: mean, per shot yeah well it depends on how many shots you get out of it because you know this is probably you know several hundred million dollars to build one of these things a billion dollars so um you need to get uh you know 20 or 30 shots out of it before it melted down on you i don't know what the uh reload time is on this either i guess it's pretty short because it's all electronics right i mean
3: it It's probably top secret. I haven't been privy to the details yet, but I would hope it's a... You're not in on that? No. (laughs) The Pentagon hasn't called me yet. No, no one's been been briefing me on this one, Doc. But I would hope it has a pretty quick uh, regeneration time because you you might have to take another shot.
2: Yeah. And for those of you who don't know what a laser is, when you turn on a light bulb uh, and you see the light come on, what you're seeing are... Different wavelengths of light. And so these wavelengths are are coming out randomly and they're just kind of filtering all over the place. Now with a laser, you take one wavelength. So if you think of a wavelength as, uh, let's say a little, a little squiggle that's about a half an inch long. Of course, the light's much smaller than that. uh, And, uh, you get just that wavelength. So let's say you just get the, the aqua wavelength. And you take that aqua wavelength, and instead of shooting all of those wavelengths out randomly, you line them up so that they're they're kind of like ducks in a row. So they're 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 uh, they're in, they're spooning with one another. I guess that's the best word. You know how you spoon with, sure. with your significant other. So when you have all of these lined up, uh, then you create a depending on the wavelength and the energy that, that's in, in, in this uh, laser light. So uh, the laser then fires this out, and if the energy and the number of wavelengths that are lined up in a row and, and in an array, if they're great enough, then you can actually do some damage with it. And We use lasers in medicine for uh, hair removal, for lesion removals, for facial uh, 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 rejuvenation different things so and you can even use lasers to heat up joints a little bit to help remedi- remediate remediate uh, sprains and that sort of thing now this is a pretty cool technology and we've known about lasers since oh gosh probably the 40s or 50s is when we first started playing around with these things but to be able to put this into a platform that has the ability to vaporize
3: a plane or a drone. Well, I'm saying I mean, if, we, if we get it on an airplane and use it as a weapon, you know, there's no missile faster than the speed of light, so you're going to win every time on that fight.
2: Oh, yeah, as long as, you're, uh, as, long as your targeting system is good. So exactly. you have to have the proper radar. You've got to have the proper timing and your computers and all that. You can't use those old uh, 1980s computers. You're going to have to.
3: <laughs> no floppy disks on that one, yeah.
2: No, I think I can do something a little bit faster than that. Here's the question, though. This is what disturbs me. Now, a laser will stay coherent; it will stay together almost to infinity. So, if you miss your target, and it goes out of our atmosphere and into space.
3: Do we blow up the moon? You know, I'm thinking.
2: Well, I'm thinking some guy on the other side of the galaxy is having his coffee when is there anymore and he's
3: gone
2: he's like what the hell
3: and we are certain that coffee <laughs> is universal by the way we think it's everywhere so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so
2: i i i mean that's probably a very 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 small
3: chance of that happening but uh well actually you could boy, make the, mean, the technically if you think about it we have so many satellites flying around this planet you could accidentally shoot a satellite down did, yeah, and
2: did you hear Elon Musk was going to put up thousands of them to have uh, his own connected uh, network, so that he'll be, he'll I guess his plan is to take over communications and cell
3: phones and everything. He's going to put up thousands of these things. I think his plan, plan is what? to take over the world. But them. we'll just, we'll stay there for a moment. Uh, you know, no, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. He's uh, I guess his he's the idea is to deliver the internet to rural areas that can't can't be wired or are not wired yet.
2: Yeah, and to and make more money and be well, more you know, sure. powerful, yeah.
3: too. And Russia is yeah. putting up a similar system right now, too, from what I've been reading lately. They're also putting up tiny little satellites to, to use as their own Internet because they don't want to lose all that uh, control. Because if, if, Musk, if Musk is, is controlling the system, they can't turn it off if they have customers in Russia. Yeah. So they don't want to make that well, illegal and just have their own system up there.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. The Russians, you know, they, they didn't even have zippers until 1980. <laughs> they were buttoning their pants. So, <laughs> you know, they didn't even, nobody even noticed at Chernobyl that <laughs> that the cooling system had shut down until it was critical. So, um, are they capable? I mean.
3: Beats me. We'll find out. They,
2: yeah. We'll find out. They, they, they're coming out all the time with new stuff, I guess, to scare us, but and to make headlines but I don't right. know. Do think- I guess the Chinese get a lot of their technology from the Russians and steal some from us. It's estimated 45% of the Chinese technology in their military has been stolen from the United States.
3: And that's their problem. They can't develop they can't develop engines on their own. So you, they get close, you know, they develop some of the things they need for a stealth fighter but they can't get it all, so it doesn't work very well. As they will find out in the first war, they try to use them with, I would believe.
2: Well, the other thing too is that the, they're they're better at hacking than they are right now. I mean, they'll 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 figure it out eventually, but right now, you know, the F thirty five, which is the uh, step down from the F twenty two, we wouldn't let the F twenty two go yeah. out to nobody uh, gets the F twenty two. Yeah, no, nobody gets it, and one of the reasons is that. The Chinese have hacked the F-35, <laughs> and they've incorporated some of that technology into their stealth fighters.
3: So, But is it as good? Is, you yeah. Know, yeah, I don't think it's as good.
2: I would... Well, we, don't, we haven't had a, a head-to-head yet. We'll have to see. Maybe Biden will get them all riled up, and they'll take a shot at one of ours, and we'll take a
3: shot back and see who wins. But, well, one shot into Taiwan, that should start everything off, I would think. Yeah, that should
2: that should do it. and.
3: I don't think Joe would help
2: Taiwan out but that would be a mistake cuz
3: oh, we, sort of no, we, we have to
2: we we have to I don't to. know if he will well well you know then Trump's we're talking about have, another impeachment and this even, one would be
3: guilty I would think cuz uh, <laughs> you know these he, they are our allies and we have to help them they are critical I would think to our I bet we have all kinds of spy um you know dishes satellite dishes things like that on Taiwan just aimed at China
2: Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure that we still have some assets in Korea, too, although we, we have to stay pretty quiet. Now, the, the Korean military bases, there's a lot of small, low mountains and hills in Korea. So they have their bases uh, behind a bunch of hills and mountains. And, uh, you know, you'll see a little sign on the road and be an arrow pointing and it'll say in Korean, you know, Yi military base this way. Uh, but uh, that's it. It's just a little itty bitty sign, and so they keep it pretty low.
3: Well, that's why we have—that's why we have satellites okay. looking in those nooks and crannies between the mountains.
2: I hope that we're looking. I'm sorry. I hope that we're using it for something other than tracking down conservatives. Oh my God, <laughs> my friend Reg and you know he, my friend Reg and the, and the and one of the doctors in the lunchroom—he he's half black or a third black or whatever—and so he is always talking about the uh the uh, the just uh the the white supremacists and so he's talking about he went to a meeting in Chicago a few years ago when there was a white supremacist killing people and I guess the white supremacist killed the the uh, head basketball coach of Northwestern University at that time. And then he's talking about he was at another there's another white supremacist killing black people and Asian people and all kinds of people. So at any rate, and then he looked at me, he said, Handelman, I don't understand how you can be married to a Korean and be conservative. I'm thinking, you should meet my wife. She (laughs) makes me look look like a a socialist. She's like, kill them all. Don't let them come across that board. You know, her comment was, and I think it's legitimate. She said, You know, I waited five years, and I I had to have a a green card. I had to work. I had to wait my turn, and finally I got to take my oath of citizenship and took the test and all that.
3: My grandfather did the same thing, yes. That's the way it's supposed to be. Why
2: why are they just walking in, and all of a sudden they're going to be citizens? Well, I don't think that's going to – Joe's making it sound like it. I think we were at 11 years, and now – He wants to lower it to eight years uh, waiting time for the illegals across the southern border. And uh, we'll see. what. How did you see where uh, Department of Homeland Security has ordered FEMA to go down to the border and help out with the refugees now? So you better get your vaccine as soon as you can, because Joe's going to start sending them down
3: there to the border. Oh, that, that. that won't go down well, Doc. <laughs> well, he's not going to tell anybody. He's not. It'll he- come out.
2: <laughs> oh, eventually. I mean, I guess everything eventually is found out. But uh, the problem is, is a lot of it's found out too late. You know, like with Como, the damage is already done. So now we're piling on him and uh, the Republicans in the state legislature are going after him for his uh this management, if that's the nicest, I can say it, of the coronavirus, COVID virus crisis that he uh, oversaw in the great state of New York.
3: Not to mention his escapades elsewhere, extracurricular activity with the ladies.
2: I mean, you don't get the women after you because they'll <laughs> sink you. That's, uh, that's right. Talking with one of the doctors at the hospital and <laughs> he got in with some of the nurses. For some of his comments, and I said, you know, you can't, you can't let these, you can't let the women, uh, you can't give them that option to uh, come after you because they don't like you. They will. They don't like what you're saying. They have the power. Absolutely,
3: they have all the power. They
2: got the power. That's right. They got the power, man. And so that's that's important to remember. I I think that when we're talking about political correctness, I think we're talking about. Let it go correctness with women. That's that's the real thing. Because I mean, you know, guys and we, we kid around in the locker room or you know at the bar or whatever, we say all kinds of crazy things to each other, and ninety nine percent doesn't mean anything. And yeah,
3: but what, we're definitely know. afraid of our women. So that's that's, uh, that's... You,
2: we are scared. We are scared, <laughs> <laughs> not in particular because she could kick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sometimes my wife gives me a look, and it's, you know, like a whoosh, laser going right through the heart. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. You just said, yes, dear. Yes, dear, she's, exactly. She's ordering me around, and I want you to do this and that. And I, my first reaction is, wait a minute. I, you know, this. you're not the only thing I have to worry about today. And I think that's you know, that wrong answer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then when you came to... Okay. <laughs>
2: Yep, I will take care of it, honey.
3: When you regain consciousness, yeah.
2: yeah, Hopefully, she'll forget about it for a few more days so I can get some (laughs) other things. (laughs) And then I'm doing something that she gave me. You know, she said, I want you to check on this insurance. And so I'm checking on it running in and she's throwing charts on my desk you didn't finish these charts and i said you know i'm on the phone talking to the insurance company well, i don't care that's not important <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't do what i said tell you i do what i tell you to do when i tell you to do it do when? Well, yeah
2: and you jump
3: when i say jump buddy mm-hmm. because we so love that right. we do no we
2: do We're right so speaking of coyotes um you know, not the ones at the border, but you know, all oh, the other okay, oh. women that take, right. take advantage of younger men uh, like me. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so do you have coyotes in your neighborhood? Now, I'm about the dog-like animals, do
3: uh, not that I, not there? that I know of.
2: Well, we live on a golf course in Gulfport over here in, on the uh, side of Tampa Bay, and we have coyotes uh, on our golf course. They live here. And I actually I think they're they're a good thing because they eat the rats and the mice and other small. But unfortunately, they'll also eat the little ducklings and, and whatever else they can. They'll get. take your dog too. But, they will take your dog. I think. Well, some of these dogs I'd be happy to see them go, but uh, that's not a nice thing to say, is it?
3: Well, anyway, no, no, you're going to get in trouble again, Doc.
2: No, I'll, I'll take that back. I love all little. We love dogies, little
3: Poochie's dogs. That's right.
2: Yeah, they're all good. So at any rate, there's a, a a good article that came out. This was originally, I think, an Outdoor Life, and now it's in uh, in uh, scientific uh, or yeah, science uh, Scientific America or one of the magazines here. It's about eastern coyotes are increasingly common. Here's five facts you didn't know about them, Ken. And if you think it's not important, well, then you're wrong because. They are here, and they are part of our our ecosystem. Now, these uh, 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 a little bit of wolf bred into them, and you say, well, how did that happen? I don't know if you remember when you were a teenager, and you were kind of lonesome, and sure, and there weren't girls around, and all of a sudden, a girl showed up, and didn't really matter. But, you know, she's a girl, so you kind of latched onto her and tried to get close to her. I don't know if you remember those days.
3: Uh, well, uh, some recollection. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. So, you know, when these when
2: these canines are traveling, uh, the western coyotes and the wolves and all that, when they're coming west to east or east to west, uh, you may have a straggler that gets ahead of the pack and all of a sudden he finds himself alone or he's lost or she's lost. And, you know, any port in a storm, I mean, uh, coyote, wolf. Let's get together. Um, And so they actually have some, these eastern coyotes actually have uh, some wolf uh, genetics in them. Not a lot, but some, and they're bigger than the western coyotes. And I can tell you they are. I was riding my bike home one one evening, and one ran right across the road from one side of the golf course to the other. The thing was about 35, 40 pounds. That's a good-sized coyote. I mean, that's a big animal.
3: We're talking yeah, German yeah. shepherd size? Is, are they that big? Like a yeah, German a shepherd? A little bit smaller? Yeah.
2: A little bit smaller, yeah. And they're they're leaner, too. And so these things, uh, do we call them coyote wolves, coy wolves? Is that an appropriate term? Uh, it Works for me. You know,
3: works for me, Doc.
2: Yeah. It, I think that some of the fear of the scientists in saying these are part wolf, part coyote, is that people are more afraid of a wolf than they are of coyotes. Now, I don't think coyotes will attack humans. But these eastern coyotes
3: have been known to take down a deer.
2: A deer. Well, they
3: can take down a deer. They can take us down, yeah.
2: Yeah, so but, you Don't know,
3: upset them, Doc.
2: We've got kibbles and bits,
3: so. Well, we also have we weapons.
2: <laughs> we, got, we got weapons and we got kibble and bits. And so, you know, it's one of those, uh, 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 you, you know, carrot and stick be nice and I'll feed you, be bad and I'll shoot you. And uh, we should use that with the Chinese, I think. That. That's, I that's think not bad, Doc.
3: New, a new and policy, so, yes.
2: The, a new policy, yeah. And so the the species interbred at some point, and uh, and that signature is carried in their genetics. So one coyote had a wolf ancestry of almost 90%, but it looked like, A smaller coyote was only a 27-pound female. It didn't look anything like a wolf. So you never know. You never know what's going to come out. You know what I'm saying? Why have these been so successful? Well, they're adaptable. You know, they're like us. They can fit into any environment, and they can take advantage of the ecosystem. They can live in arid uh, climates. They can live in hot climates like Florida. They can live uh, on the beach. They can live in the woods. And they, they can eat any number of things. And, you know, they'll even eat vegetables. They'll even go vegan when there's no meat around. Can you believe that?
3: Even I won't do that, Doc. I know. You're a carnivore. <laughs> That's I right. a carnivore. Give me a steak. i
2: I, I got to watch my toes at night. You know, that one will be up <laughs> <nibbling on> there. <laughs> Look, looks like kimchi to me. <laughs> So if they can't get large prey, they'll eat smaller things, uh, small mammals, rodents, rabbits, hares, whatever's around, and even cats and dogs. So uh, they're very, very uh, adaptable, and they can fit in anywhere, and uh, they're they're pretty rugged. This, though, is that uh, as we killed off the wolves, the coyotes moved in, and so we killed all the wolves ecosystem, particularly in the eastern and southern United States, and the wolves would keep the deer population down. Well, as the deer population increased, guess what? Deer-related uh, diseases like uh, Lyme disease and tick-borne diseases increased because there's more deer running around.
3: Probably more traffic accidents involving so deer as well, I would think. In traffic
2: accidents, yes, car versus deer, car-deer collisions, uh, all kinds of, of problems that come from the increased deer population. And so all of a sudden, we had this big increase in all of these problems. Well, now coming in, and they're starting to take down the deer population. And so what's happening is now the hunters are upset because <laughs> in South Carolina, and I guess in other parts of the country, the deer population has dropped because the coyotes are taking them down. And so the, the because now they don't have anything to shoot. So I guess <laughs> yeah. coyote is going to be on the menu next year. I don't know.
3: Well, at some point you got to, you know, take the, take the herd down a little bit, bring those numbers down. Yeah. And
2: and you know, it goes up and down because as the available uh, food supply falls, then the birth of these animals will fall too. You know, they won't be able to, to have eight and 10 pups in a litter. It'll drop down to four or five. And what percentage of those make it to adult? No. So are they bad? Are these predators? Well, yeah, they are, but uh, I think they serve a a purpose in our ecosystem, especially in, in, in southern Florida and central Florida, where we have a huge rat problem. As you know, Ken, there are rats everywhere. Yeah, that's a bad thing, Yeah, That's it, bad. And so, I've actually seen the rat population drop in our neighborhood with the influx of the coyotes because they kill them and eat, and that's all right with me.
3: Getting down to the end here, Doc.
2: We're getting close to the end.
3: Yeah, we got about, oh, I'd say a good 45 seconds left. You want to talk about gel real quick? Hey, yeah, the
2: gel that we're doing the study, we've got a few more uh, slots open. We're at 727-384-6411, 727 727-384- 384 6411, and that's an antifungal nail gel for your toenails or your fingernails. You get pre gel, you get a free mug, and take care of you for life with gel. And uh, stuff works. I've been using it, and it takes about a year to get rid of the bad stuff. We'll teach you how. Come on in. We're at 727 384 6411. That's 727 384 We'll see you next week, Doctor. It's been a pleasure, buddy. Love you guys. I'm out of here. Thank you. Give us some music.